0: Welcome uh, to Eddie Kueni, uh, where we are coming to you live uh, from the University of Fort Hare this morning. And we're here, of course, to celebrate the 100-year existence of this illustrious institution that was established in 1916. Of course, we're at the main campus here in Alice, and there's also a satellite cap- uh, campus in uh, Bisho outside of East London. So um, uh, looking back on uh, this uh, I- institution, and uh, just some of the luminaries who have passed through, who have gone on to become um, very important people in shaping the uh, cause of the, di- uh, the course of history, not just for South Africa, uh, but for many other parts of the continent as well. Just looking at some of the names um, who have attended Fort here, amongst them uh, Nelson Mandela, Oliver Tambo, uh, Mangosuto Butelezi, uh, Robert Sobukwe, uh, Desmond Tutu, Kenneth Kaunda, Julius Nyerere, Robert Mugabe, Joshua Nkomo. I mean, does it get any better than that? Um, uh, Who else can boast such a list of um, important and uh, definitely uh, visionary? People as their alumni. But uh, just before we get into the centenary celebrations and what's happening currently at Forte, um, uh, we have protest action on the N2 between King Williamstown and East London. Now, the reason why this is important is because uh, that is the road that people would use if they were flying into uh, East London to come through to Alice. And uh, if that protest is taking place, it means that whoever is trying to come. Through from that side will not be able to make their way here. So uh, we join on the line now by the SABC's Zama Chona to tell us more about what is going on. Zama, where exactly are you, and what is the situation there?
1: Well, we are at um, the in King Williamstown mainly. Um, you see that um, the the residents have blockaded the road between not only East London and King Williamstown, but you see that there is also another route, two routes that they've blockaded, the one between Zuelita and Bisho and the other one between um, Zuelita and King Williamstown, which then pretty much shuts down all the options from the east side, unless you are going to take a route that goes via Port Alfred to get to Ellis. Now, on the issues that they are raising, they're saying they're not happy about the candidate that they have been given by the ANC. They say given, and they're saying not nominated by them. Now, this is inspired the many talks um, by the ruling party on the transparency of the nomination process and the inclusive approach uh, towards councillor nomination. They're saying they're not going to have it, and also they are alleging that this individual has been part of a Kalashe location, and in that there was Uh, In that location, there was a housing project uh, which he was overseering, and they're saying uh, he gave gave some of the houses to family members, extended family members. They're saying it is not going to happen for 144. They do not want this uh, individual. They say also that they have also written to the REC and also the province to try and request that they take care of this matter, but both structures, after a month, the, um, after a month of their communication, they have not reverted back to them, and they are saying now they are not going to um, they are not going to lie down. So to speak, they are going to continue with the protest actions till the ANC gives them an opportunity to nominate their own candidate.
0: So, would you say that the road closures are strategic uh, in knowing that there will be some high-profile ANC politicians attending the 40th centenary?
1: When we had a chat with uh, one of them, uh, the leader uh, well they even though they do not want to say that they picked this because of the opportunity it presents, but um, you can read with uh, uh, the, the the strategic positions and the day they have chosen for for them to actually um, do their picketing and the, and the closing of the roads, that uh, there is definitely something to do with the fact that even um, the, the leader of the party would actually be in the province and in the vicinity. And as according to them, they might have known that there may be a, a, an opportunity or maybe a possibility that he may be staying in East London. And therefore, they are trying to get the attention of not only the people within the the province or the region, but also their national head.
0: Well, Zama, we're going to leave it there for now, SABC's Zama Nchona, who is just outside of uh, King Williamstown, talking about uh, protesters blockading all routes that lead uh, through to Alice, which is where we are at the moment at Forte University. It's a happy occasion, or at least it's supposed to be, we're celebrating the centenary of Fort Hare, and um, with us here this morning we have uh, Vice-Chancellor Dr Mbuyo Tom and just joining us uh, the uh, Reverend Dr Mark Kenkesi Stofile, he's just walked in, and we also have with us this morning SRC President uh, Tandikaya Matogazi. Thanks so much gentlemen for coming through.
2: Thank you very much uh, Sakina, and uh, good morning to you and good morning to the listeners.
0: (laughs) Let me start with you, uh, Dr. Tom, and and just talk to us about uh, the celebrations here this morning. I mean, it must be a proud moment for you um, uh, to be the person heading this institution at uh, this honourable time.
2: Uh, Sakina, it's a proud moment for the community of the University of Fortier. It's a proud moment for all involved in leading the process to this particular moment in the history of the University. I don't normally take it as a personal uh, pride, but uh, it's it's a collective uh, issue. Um, we've been working on this for quite some time now, and it's a wonderful uh, moment to be here today.
0: Wonderful moment, but is it a bit of a burden, though, given the history of this institution? And uh, n- needless to say, people would then be expecting uh, a certain caliber of, graduate to come out of
2: Forte? I wouldn't use the word burden because that would be a little bit negative. Uh, But from the time the Council of the University uh, decided that I should stay on and lead the process to the centenary celebrations in 2016, I felt the pressure uh, because the University of Forte is a university that is owned by Africa and a university owned by South Africa. There are so many people interested in this university, and to be around at the hour of its centenary celebrations would put pressure on anybody uh, who is involved in that process.
0: And earlier, I was rattling off some names of uh, some of the people who have walked these walls at Fort Hair. Uh, ZK Matthews, uh, just to throw in a few more. Uh, Gov. Mbeki, there was Kaiser Matanzima. And uh, then also with us uh, here, uh, not forgetting, of course, uh, Serezi Khama. He was also here, and uh, one of the other people who has actually been a student here and who has taught here and is still involved with the university, uh, the Reverend Dr. Makenkesi Stofile. Dr. Stofile, thanks so much for coming through. And uh, how do you feel at this moment about Forte? Well, know, suppose, uh, <laughs> <laughs> SAFM, so we're doing English. You no, know, uh,
3: I feel very nostalgic, I must say. Uh, more than looking at the activities now, one looks back at uh, decades of association uh, with this university and uh, it's quite exciting to be part of that
0: please indulge us. You know, when you were a student here, talk to us about that time. And um, as you say, you're nostalgic. Walk us down memory lane and some of um, your most pertinent memories of this institution.
3: Well, We came here at a time when the university was undergoing transformation at the leadership level, uh, from Professor Ross to Professor DeVette, and uh, as such, uh, I had to confront uh, the specter of resistance uh, by the students and staff for that matter, uh, of the intensification of what we thought was uh, the, the firm control of the broader bond uh, on the leadership of this university and of course on the direction of this university. So those were tense years if you look at uh, the management, student relation, and relationship uh, uh, element. But they were also exciting, yes. Uh, if you look at the student life perspective, uh, uh, this is where we matured, so to speak. This is where we met our, our girlfriends. This is where uh, we played sport, uh, literally every available type of sporting court. Uh, this is where... Uh, My my memory always goes back uh, to the shuffling of feet on the ground purporting to be doing ballroom dancing. (laughs) And the students called it Swai Swai. And we transformed that uh, into a veritable ballroom club. Uh, I don't know how many uh, national trophies we won here. I don't know where they are now. But those were memorable days. Uh, I also remember very well at the days when uh, as a staff member we had to confront uh, the what we then called uh, the africanization agenda later uh, transformation to non-racialism and so on it was not easy uh, because uh, it was exactly at the same time when uh, the, the apartheid regime was intensifying its uh, consolidation of its bantustan policies and so, we were being uh, squeezed between the Siskai police and the South African police, if you want to use those terms, uh, and a and militant student. Uh, we were also consolidating the e- 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 integration of the black staff associations in the, in the country and in the neighboring countries like Lesotho, Swaziland, and uh, Botswana. Fascinating days but dangerous days, challenging days. I think they sharpened our wits, they sharpened our political uh, appetite, Uh, just like uh, the stone sharpens the knife. Who was the best dancer? I was. (laughs) I was uh, here locally and uh, nationally. Mm -hmm. I was a national champion for five years in ballroom dancing.
0: That must have helped you as a scrum half.
3: Oh, no, now, by that time, I was playing uh, hookah. You were playing hookah then? Uh, by that time, I was uh, hookah. I, I last played scrum half at high school. Oh! Yes. Okay.
0: Mm. So the nifty footwork was always, you know, part of your makeup then?
3: If I may say, I was very good at it.
0: Well, we have to take a break. When we come back, we continue talking about uh, the institution that is Fort Hare celebrating its centenary. And we're coming to you live from the campus at Alice. And you're listening to the Forum at 8 this morning. We are in Fortier at the University of Fortier in Alice. And this morning we're looking at 100 years of um, celebrations and also, you know, a strife, as uh, one of the um, alumni here at the university has indicated. And uh, as we speak, there are currently gripes that students have raised about the institution, about, amongst other things, fees and accommodation. And our guest this morning, SRC President... Uh, Tandikaya Matugazi is with us. Uh, Tandikaya, it's a 100-year celebration of Forte University, and you chose this occasion uh, to highlight some of the issues that you as students are aggrieved about. Tell us about that.
4: Thank you very much, ma'am. I think I must clarify this. I'm not the president of the SRZ, I'm the president of Alice Campus. Uh, We didn't chose this celebration uh, to to send a message outside but today it's the centenary celebration I must clarify this as students of Forte we want to be part of the centenary because we are the generation which made Forte to celebrate its centenary now then it shows that after this day which is Friday all the processes of the university are going to be closed then we are going to a study week next week then it means we are looking forward to our examination then we are still having these grievances. Then it clashes with the day for the university to, to to suspend its processes towards the examination. It's not that as students we targeted the centenary. Thank you very much.
0: Haven't you been in conversation then uh, with the university management?
4: We, do, we did have the conversation with the university management, but apparently as students of 40 we feel... Uh, the responses that we get from the university are not making the students and us as leadership to be happy.
0: What what are you unhappy about?
4: Well, in terms of the residence increment, it was said that last year we had the fees must fall. Then we said there are no fees that are going to be increased at all, whether it's a book or whatsoever. Then the university decided to increase residences at forty then when we had a meeting with them they said that they suspend until then we go to table and speak about that thing but then the problem is that you did not reverse that thing you suspend and the students are saying clearly they want that thing to be reversed because they took their time last year and those ones have graduated they make their time last year to face fall so that anything that is going to happen in south africa there's no increment there's no decrement
0: so which demand uh, that you have placed before university management hasn't been met at this point
4: there are so many demands as, as we for example the forensic auditing is not yet out that we need because from these five years or four years i'm here at Forty, we are exploited by the private company which called equicent of which we don't know whether why we are paying we are paying 26,000 at residences at forty, then if you can go at NMMU it's lesser because they are in urban areas but we are in rural areas but the manner in which we pay it's not the same with the people who are in urban areas then we said we need the forensic auditing to be out so that we can know whether this company is exploiting us by the way the company is saving 10 years to the university and keep on increasing, increasing the residences, then it means when we are going to 2017, we'll be paying 45,000. We don't know because of this uh, uh, private uh, sector, which called equivalent and of which we are still having students who have not yet signed agreement forms at this point in time, and we are going to examination all first-years, in fact, about 50 first-year students have signed and we're having 1,250 first-years that need to sign in this university. And clearly shows that those students are going to examination room without books, without meals. And the issue of Funza Lushaga students who are being sent by their district is to the University of Fode, They have not yet signed the agreement form. They have not yet get Funza Lushaga. We are still waiting for that the issue of transport allowance and renting allowance, private accommodation. Those students are being chased out by their landlords. Others are sleeping at the student center where the SRC offices are situated because they, do, they don't have money to rent outside. Then it clearly that as students of hotel, we need to celebrate centenary, but there are students who are being disadvantaged by the centenary. Dr. Tom.
2: Thank you very much, uh, SK. I think, uh, to put it mildly, uh, Mr. Matogas is very economic uh, with the truth. There are 33 residences in this campus. All those residencies have had their fees redetermined after the refurbishment of those residences. Way back four years ago when we started this process, some of the residencies were like shacks. And the students were up in arms for that. A decision was taken to refurbish those residences with a PPP arrangement. There are only two residences that they are fighting about now, and that is Daunyane and Bida, and that is for 200 students. The Alice Campus has got close to 4,000 students in residences. The issue here in our meeting with them on Wednesday is that for this particular year, the two residencies after being refurbished in December last year, the fee increment was just announced after the students had registered at a time when the students had also signed the loan agreements and therefore to adjust the fees to a higher amount is disadvantaging those students. The agreement we had on Wednesday was that let that increase not take place because now the students have got debt. Remove that debt from the financial statements of those students. We agreed to remove that. We have removed that debt from the financial statements of the students. And we said we can only suspend this because In terms of law, the determinant or the determination of fees is made by council. We shall then make a recommendation to council to reverse that fee increment because these students had already registered when the announcement was made. And that's two residencies there has been no increase for the rest of the residencies, for the 31 other residencies. So there should be no generalizations but specifics. Funda Lushaga, just to be quick about that, is just 31 students. Of all the Department of Education students under Funda Lushaga is 31 students, we showed them correspondence between the university and the national department on how to deal with that 31 students. The department has agreed that they overlooked those students and then the university must assist those students and the department will pay for them in July. We agreed with the students that that's the way to go and the faculty of education will take some funds from their project funds and support those students between now and July. And the last letter from the department was only on the 9th of May. So there should be no generalizations but specifics. I can assure you, as Akina, of the 14 issues, I said to the students, let's take one by one and take off each one that we agree on. And we did that so that there's no generalization, including the first years and the final years that he's talking about.
0: Well, he's nodding at this point, so agreeing with you, but we'll give him a chance uh, to rebuff. But we'll also find out from uh, Reverend Stofile, um, you know, what things were like during his day at Fort Hare and whether he perhaps has some pearls of wisdom in trying to find a way forward here. But we need to take a news break. Kumbu uh, Tabete standing by with the latest headlines.
5: Looking ahead in the 9 o'clock bulletin, investigations are still underway to determine how hundreds of bottled tablets, sealed condoms and syringes made their way onto four Durban beaches this week. But more on that story at 9 o'clock. Here's a wrap of some of our top stories this morning. French authorities are trying to discover whether there was a security breach in Paris as the search continues for wreckage from the Egypt airplane that vanished over the eastern Mediterranean. President Jacob Zuma is expected to address the centenary celebrations of the University of Forte later this morning. Impala Platinum Mine near Astenberg says chances of finding the missing miner still alive are getting slim. The mine revealed overnight that they found a body of one miner. And today marks Deputy Chief Justice Khan Musenegger's last day in office. More news at nine.
6: Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. A lot of pressure around uh, King Williamstown in the uh, Eastern Cape area this morning, protesting uh, blocking that road between uh, King Williamstown and Berlin. So uh, there is quite a heavy backlog of uh, traffic on the alternative route. I believe there's also some protesting as you go out towards the uh, Bishu area as well. So uh, it's been a tough morning there. If you are going King Williamstown to East London, give yourself plenty of extra time uh, to get through that. The uh, Euthanake protest at uh, Port Elizabeth this morning along the Euthanake road uh, between PE and uh, dispatch around the Mission Vale area. That's seen. A lot of traffic head out through Red House and down through Swakovs. There's also a truck crash in PE. It's the N2 North at the uh, Settlers Way, M4 interchange. So coming around from the sort of Kempston Road, uh, heading up towards Blue Water Bay, you will hit some delays there. Uh, the R34 between Ishawi and Melmoth has been reopened, protesting closing that route earlier this morning. Uh, but I believe traffic is flowing. Joe Berg crash on the N1 North at uh, William Nickel. Traffic uh, very slow going up from Bayers-Nordia this morning. Uh, an earlier crash on the N1 North in Pretoria just by the R21 slowing things up and the R21 and uh, Christina Vitt going into Fountain Circle very heavy looks like problems east of the circle on George Storer uh, going down towards Brooklyn so if you're just trying to get into uh, Pretoria uh, use something like the Ben Skuman Highway this morning uh, avoid sort of Boerta Avenue or the uh, R21 <coughs> you will hit some problems there uh, Durban very heavy clog up on the N2 this morning really from Kwamashu Highway all the way up to a uh, Gateway something's happened around Gateway this morning it's unusually bad uh, the the M41 still absolutely chockers coming out of Mount Edgecombe and even the N2 South arriving from the airport into Gateway Sevy. But if you're leaving Durban for a flight to connect, I would at this stage stay off the uh, N2, <clears throat> uh, beg your pardon, the N2 route. Now, Cape Town uh, Roadworks on your way outbound on the N1 at Durban Road. That's sort of in that lane drop section anyway. Uh, traffic getting out of Cape Town heavily backed up from the Plattercliff Road this morning. That's going to be a problem as we go through the day. Uh, the N1 inbound from around about Monte Vista through to the Kuburg interchange remains busy. And still some pressure into Pinelands. Jan Smuts out of Athlone and Viking Way uh, from Jake's Hurwell moving through Epping towards Pinelands. Very heavy as well. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch.
0: Thank you, Rob. Let's find out what's coming up on Morning Talk with Rowena. Welcome back to the forum at 8 and this morning uh, we are coming to you live from Alice uh, at the University of Fort Hare where we are celebrating 100 years of existence of this institution and of course um, many of you coming through on my Twitter feed talking about Fort Hare um, and uh, one from um, someone who says they are, al- um, uh, they've also been here, uh, Musadi says "I'm proud uh, alumni of University of uh, Fort Hare. Uh, from 1989 to 93, we survived Lamprecht, Kozo, etc. We played netball, proud of uh, Lumake Blues, uh, hashtag uh, UFH100. And maybe you can give us a call, you know, walk us through those memories. I was walking through looking at some of the kits in one of the room. So, sports still very much a feature here at the University of, of Fort Hare. Um, Dr. Tom?
2: Definitely so, Sakina. And uh, Mr. Uh, Reverend uh, doctor Makenge Stofile was mentioning rugby. I can assure you he arrived here in 1968. I was here in 1973. I was playing hookah. We replaced them. <laughs> we replaced them from first team and second team of the Blues rugby team. And he became a manager of, of rugby then. I can uh, just mention for, for students to know. One of the things we celebrated here was going to a shower after a rabbi practice. One of my colleagues, after we had gone from the rugby field and gone to our residence to have a shower, he was just talking to himself loud in the shower and saying, this is one of the things I miss when I'm away from Forte. Because when I go home, I wash in a vascom, not mm. in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> and almost all of us came from that background. And um, rugby was one of the best sports played here. Of course, cricket, tennis, netball, softball. Um, it was a joy to be at Forte. Mm.
0: But now Tandi Kaya is complaining, he's saying you're charging them too much to have yes. a shower here at Forte.
2: Yes, that's, that's true. Times have changed. I had a bursary of 300 rands when I came to Forte in 1973. I could pay for my tuition, I could pay for my residence, and food was supplied at the university. I could buy my books, and I usually tell the students I even afforded to buy myself a pair of shoes. When I came to university, I had only one pair of shoes, and then I could buy a second pair of shoes with the change from that bursary. It's well, the rent situation, the economy, mm. and etc., does uh, play a role, and but of course. This is an argument we are having in South Africa in higher education circles. Higher education is becoming so expensive that it's excluding the poor from participating in higher education. Or if they have access, they don't have the quality access that they are supposed to be having. I'm glad to to say that there's a big change in the funding that has taken place um, with an increase in The and an increase from other bursaries like Funza Lushaka. I had to speak to the department, for instance, in education in the Eastern Cape, when they still had a 60,000 allocation per student uh, this year. And I said, no, but things have changed. Even though there is no fee increase, the students do need to have certain amenities that they can have to be able to stay in universities. Books are also getting more expensive. NISFAS has increased to a minimum, a maximum of 72,000. Why should the Department of Education stick to 60,000? And they've agreed to increase that. So it's not that we neglect the students. It's not that we don't understand their struggles and their problems. It's a matter of uh, how to address it and how soon to address it. We have administrative challenges and most of the issues in that petition, for instance, are more administrative than fundamental. It's not strategic issues. This is an administrative issue. If the announcement of the fees was done in November, we would not be talking about this because it's known that it happens then. And the students were very vociferous about that, that were disadvantaging uh, even those who are being paid for by their parents. They left home knowing that they are going to be paying 11,000 or 12,000 rand and here now there is a refurbishment increase that is causing them to have debt. So that's why we were sensitive to that issue and reversed it. But I can assure you where we can address the issues as quickly as possible, we have addressed them. Uh, But part of the protest is delaying some of those processes to be done. We agreed with the students that in areas that cannot be addressed in that meeting, timeframes should be agreed to. We put the time frames, and some of the timeframes came from them. Uh, of course, we agreed because we knew that we can be able to do that. Let me just mention the f- the first years. Uh, Mr. Matokas said it's only fifty students that have been paid for by the university. That's not true of the one thousand plus first years uh. in studies. The numbers that we had were one hundred and thirty, having had claims. The students in that meeting said no. This 130 is wrong. It's actually 110. So when we said there is a discrepancy between the numbers, we agreed with the students that the internal audit may have to audit those numbers of students so that there's reconciliation between what the students claim and what the financial aid office is giving us. It, it was so cordial, uh, Sakina, uh, in terms of discussing these issues in that meeting. That's why we were so surprised uh, when we saw this.
0: Now he's shaking they, his head. He was no, nodding no. all along.
2: No, in, I, I'm not saying cordial <laughs> in general. I'm saying when we arrived at a particular point, when I said, can I take this, that we've agreed to it, everybody would agree, take that one, take that one, take that one, until we we we, we reached the... Twelfth point, I can still remember it, which was this one, and I, the one on residences. And I said to the students, "We we we are not going to do more on this." And then they said, "If this one is not resolved, then the strike will not stop. In fact, it will escalate." Then I asked for more information, which is the information I've already shared with you. It was at that point that we said, "No, there's been really a problem. Let's." suspend this. We can use this term suspend for now because we cannot take that decision. It's beyond us as management. They even said you are a CEO of the university. You can change it. Then I said, but there is law. If I take a decision that is not supposed to be taken by me, it will not stand in any part of the court of law. And I'll actually be challenged that I've implemented something that I was not supposed to implement. That goes to the auditor, uh, the, the audit that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Let me quickly talk about it. This is a forensic audit of the residences and the contract that we, we have, very true. And it was not asked for by the students. We went through a process and then, after some investigation, there was a recommendation from the company that was doing that investigation to say the university must do a forensic audit on this residence, and we on our side added some residences in East London on that list. That audit, we have answered them. We have indicated that it's a council process. It's not complete yet. We, you can issue a report on something that is not complete. Forensic audits, by their nature, do take long. Even the first part of that audit, when it was finished, there was a need to do legal Um, uh, to have a legal opinion on it. And that's what delayed. It's not in the hands of management. It's not in the hands of council as a final uh, report. There have been some discussions on it. In fact, the day they asked me to come for a petition here, I was going to have a meeting with those auditors. And I indicated to the president of the SRC, not to to him, but the president of the SRC. I said, I'm in London. I'm going to meet with the auditors. And one of the issues you have always been talking about is that the forensic audit report must be issued. Mm. Now you are going to delay that process and you are going to accuse us of delaying it. So I I had to arrange with the auditors to meet even later because I didn't want to delay the process. So that report, once it is finalized, will go to council. And the SRC is represented in council Mm. and they will have uh, information on it.
4: Tandika? Thank you very much, ma'am. I'll just outline on the issue of the forensic audit because the importance of it as students, because the reason why students keep on saying we need that forensic audit, I must explain that as students of Forte, in a double room, we are being charged 26,000 rent. In a single room where a person can have its own privacy, is charged 26,000. Then seeks to say, in a person who stays, in they are are staying two, it's 2626, which means it's above the person who's having privacy, which 26,000 in a single room. Then if you can go to the prefabs that even the Department of Higher Education does not recognize, but students of what they, they are staying in those prefabs because there is an issue of residences because we don't have enough residences at alice but then you'd find out that in prefabs there are four students or three they are paying fourteen thousand each student 1060 says they are paying more than the person who's staying at single room who's having his own privacy then if you can go to dining halls you'd find out even on dining halls it was changed to be residences students are staying four five or six depends then you would find out they are paying 14,000 then it's over a person who is staying at a single room then in terms of the security because we need that audit report at East London all the residences there they do have a security personnel in front of the door but come in Alice we having patrollers we do not have a security. And if you are coming to the security reporting something that happened at last night or criminal activities that are happening at the residences, you won't find a situation where who you can tell because we have patrollers in the university, not security personnel in the door. Then if it it's it clearly that as students of Ode, we need to know what was the agreement then between the university and that private company in terms of the, the, the terms and conditions for these uh, these issues that I'm, 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 I'm tabling, because really as students of Forte, we feel that we are being exploited. And, as, and I, I, I don't want to, to, to be harsh. I must say this, the University of Forte, it, it t- takes slowly, slowly to answer students. And then when students are pending, then it's when the university would start then to say, let's come and discuss. And even last year, on Christmas fall, we had peaceful matches. And in fact, in this one, we had peaceful match. Then students they got out patience and they decided to do whatever. And as student leadership, you can't control people who are angry. The thousand of thousands you can't control. But the university would take slow in addressing issues. And I think this is a fashion of South Africa because South Africa does not want to 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 take issues as 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 people put them but they will take their own time then when people are burning tires they would want to intervene when people are killing each other or when people are burning tires or burning houses of other people and it's a fashion of South Africa. And even the university took that fashion in addressing some of the issues. And it's not only the forensic auditing. I must make it clear that these students, because you'd find out last, before last night, then there was vandalism whatsoever. Then six to say that students are looting food. It six to say that outside the students are hungry because they need that food. That NSF has paid for them at the first uh, of, of February or then last year but students need to get food. And they are showing people outside that we are hungry at students of forty. That's why we go and take food on the stores. I want to, I want, I want to make it clear on that. And it mm. means that students are targeting these because students, they targeted food in stationary, uh, stationary shops. Mm. Then to says that students need their book allowances to get the stationary and whatsoever for them to proceed in their examination. Dr.
2: Tong? Sakina, I I quoted figures here because I've been following this for quite a long time. Uh, It's not just for this week. I've been talking to the financial aid offices, checking on the progress being made. I said, of the 8,000 students who are NISFA's dependents, 7,136 already have their meal allowances. Of those who need to have books, 6,400 6, I think if the number is correct in my head already have their book allowances and I've qualified that by saying not every student would have a qualification for food allowance not every student would have a qualification for book allowances therefore in fact we combat this with last year's numbers Last year was the worst year in this university, and Mr. Matogas can agree with me on that in terms of the delays. Last year, it was only at the end of the year that we finished the 6,000 students that were supposed to have milkers and finished those who were supposed to have book allowances. It took very long. This year has been very accelerated because we said last year there is not going to be debt on the students because of the agreement we have with government. Now, whatever arrives must quickly be circulated to the students. I signed those intercard documents myself for students to have their monies. This has not been the issue in the main in that particular document. The issue was on the remaining students, not the bulk of the students of the University of more than 90% of the students. There can be no justification for vandalism there can be no justification for looting never ever why didn't they do this three months ago two months ago if it was really the issue of food and hunger that they have you don't just get hungry in the week when the celebrations are going to be held you get hungry long before so there is a serious problem and i think the students must be honest with us at some point and tell us exactly why They went on the vandalism that they had on Wednesday. At a time when the SRC was supposed to report back to the students, they held a meeting, a mass meeting, to report back on the discussions. But even before the discussions had taken place, the students had already gone to the gate to obstruct workers from getting out. In fact, during the course of the day, they were chasing workers out of their workstations, sending them away, saying that there should be no work. And I had informed them that if you start chasing away workers, you are going to delay even the processes that we're talking about. I agree with him when he says there are delays. That's why I said there are administrative challenges, but there has been a Big improvement this year.
0: Mm. i tell you what. Yes, we acknowledge this. And we didn't want to do this broadcast. We're here for the centenary celebrations. But we couldn't exactly look the other way and ignore that mm. there are issues that the university is currently contending with. Mm. So I'm glad we had that opportunity to just look at that. We are by no means trying to diminish the importance of it or trying to um, you know, run away from it. But I want us to come back uh, to uh, the celebrations here Today, because it is an important occasion, and I also want to invite our callers 0891 208 And um, I will come to uh, the Reverend in uh, just a moment, but I just want to take uh, Desmond, who has been holding on for a bit. Desmond, good morning.
7: Good morning, sir, Sakina, and uh, good morning to the Vice Chancellor, Tom, and uh, Kaya, actually, just to be quick, um, for produce unique members for Adams College, people like ZK uh, Metro, uh, the first black headmaster, and the uh, Governor and, uh, 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 uh The Moeranias also came from Fortier to teach at Adams, because they were unique, classic students who had Latin, uh, science, everything they had. And uh, and another one unique is Mr. James Bobessa was one of those students when metric was test to Fortier, or got your first classes at metric in Fortier because nationally people wanted to do degrees had to come to Fortier for their metric. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much, Desmond and Adams College. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up by going down memory lane once again with uh, Reverend Dr. Stofile.
6: Meet the big business city that never sleeps. Meet hardworking people with a can-do attitude. Meet Africa's entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and gap-in-the-market fillers. Meet Rand and Naira partnerships nurtured in the fertile soils of
2: good relations. Meet a continent connected with investment in trade, culture, and forward thinking. And on behalf of all of us at SAA, we'd like to congratulate you on all your new business ventures in Lagos. With daily flights between Johannesburg and Lagos, there's an opportunity in every seat. Book yours on flysaa.com.
6: South African Airways, bringing the world to Africa, taking Africa to the world. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
0: We are coming to the end of the broadcast here uh, for the forum at eight, uh, celebrating the centenary of uh, the University of Fort Hare. Uh, Reverend uh, Dr Stofile, um, I'm going to give you the honour of, you know, walking us down that lane, memory lane, once again, um, in just you know the moments and uh, the people who were here, others who were not here but honoured by the university, and I think it's important uh, to take this opportunity also. Just to correct some of that. And uh, you yourself, of course, uh, you taught at this
3: institution as well for a number of years. 15 years. Well, uh, yeah, thank you very much again. Memory lane, uh, it, it's a very uh, long line, it's kind of uh, d- a dim uh, when you're standing uh, in 2016. Uh, but I can say that uh, during our time, uh, which is, uh, I arrived here 47 years ago, uh, during that period, uh, we have seen uh, a very interesting mix of uh, students. Uh, some came uh, from uh, Namibia, from Zimbabwe, and most of them came from South Africa. But we were also the, probably the last generation of, uh, for the students uh, to see uh, a racial mix in the student body, some colors uh, and at least one uh, white uh, student. Uh, and all those things uh, uh, created problems with the administration. They tried to push them out, but they had admitted them. Uh, and we also had a uh, the federal theological seminary next door, what is now called uh, the East Campus which was always raising human rights issues and keeping us uh, fresh. Not everybody was always fresh uh, in their understanding of those things. Some just ignored them and uh, thought that uh, you have to focus on your education and the library, laboratories, and uh, leave the world out. But most of the students of this university did not fall in that, in, in that category. We produced, uh, during that period, uh, a brilliant uh, scientist, uh, for instance. Uh, I always remember uh, Dr. Gordon Sibiya, I know he's a doctor somewhere now, uh, who was a brilliant uh, physics student or science student. He wanted uh, to continue uh, with his nuclear physics uh, research, of course, that was not allowed. Mm. Not allowed, not, not that allowed. He, not that he could not do it. He was not allowed to do research in that kind of field. Uh, and of course, uh, I remember the younger generation of uh, the Louis-Honon Mars uh, that came here, I think, in, in 1973. Brilliant, brilliant students. Uh, the Frank Motlabanets, uh, and a lot of brilliant students. I've also seen in this university the... Exemplification of uh, a, a good female leadership. Mm. I've seen the likes of uh, Lillian, uh, 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 the likes of uh, Lillian Barqua, the likes of uh, Maureen Maroleng, uh, Pauline Manaka, I can remember them uh, uh, saying, uh, Senior, Bopan, uh, I'm saying, brilliant, brilliant students and brilliant uh, leaders from this university, of course. There were also those who did not uh, proceed to their final years, the likes of uh, Professor Bani Pichana, the likes of uh, a fellow who died in Lesotho, Jeremy Motisane, and a whole range of others, Jeff Parker even. Brilliant, brilliant people. But I have also seen the brutality of management uh, on students and staff. Uh, I hear uh, the the, the earliest SRC uh, president uh, talking about the management and I'm smiling (laughs) in me. I think uh, most of them would be in hospital or in prison by now. Uh, uh, There were such brutal people, uh, the staff in this university. Of course, they had come here for a purpose, a purpose which, uh, amongst other things, the uh, Tihan would say, "You see, Miss Maswai, you can't study law. Uh, African women must go and study sociology uh, on social work." That attitude, you cannot uh, uh, pass. Uh, our professor of English always reminded us, "You cannot pass English one on the first go." Uh, some students do honors in English one. Ask so and so. I won't
7: mention his name. <laughs>
0: We have (laughs) Uh, I'm dying to know the name. Oh yes, (laughs) uh, uh,
3: uh, and one who came when I came here, uh, my uh, high school uh, uh, members would tell me I was not exactly a dull student. So when I came here, I had uh, great ambitions of majoring in history, English, and Latin. And uh, the dean of the faculty. Uh, was uh, a professor of English at the time, the one who says uh, hey, you must do English one in four years. So they ask, What are your intended majors? I bled out uh, history, English, and Latin. So he calls his uh, vice dean, who was the professor of Latin. He says, Come and listen here. Uh, and then he asks me, Do you know what killed Macbeth? Before I answer, he says ambition. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 on that ambitious note I'm going to park
0: it because we're going to be here at Fort Hare the entire day I just got the shock of my life when someone told me we're already over into news time so if you want to hear the rest of that story you got to stay tuned to SAFM today uh, the Reverend uh, Dr. Markeke Sistofile thank you so much for stopping by also uh, the um, Vice-Chancellor Dr. Vuyo Tom and um, the SRC President for the Alice campus here at Forte Tandikaya Matogazi. Thank you so much gentlemen for your time. Thanks to you for listening and have a fantastic weekend Weekend. but before then you have to tune back in to hear the remainder of that story from the Reverend Doctor.
2: (laughs) Thank you.